ಅಂತ ಹಲೋ ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಮೈ ಚಾನಲ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೋ ಲವ್ಲಿ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಯು ಲವ್ಲಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಟುಡೇ ಐ ಬಿಗಿನ್ ದ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ಒನ್ ಸ್ಟೋರೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಮೋಷನಲ್ ವೆಲ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಮೋಷನಲ್ ಅಬಿಲಿಟಿ ರಿಸೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಸೊ ಲೆಟ್ ಮೀ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಮೈ ವೆರಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಗೆಸ್ಟ್ ಅಂಕುರಿತ ಪಾಠಕ್ ಹೂಸ್ ಅ ರೈಟರ್ ಅನ್ ಒಕೇಶನಲ್ ಪೋಯೆಟ್ ಅನ್ ಅ ಟೆಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕರ್ ಅ ಸರ್ಟಿಫೈಡ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಕೋಚ್ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಸೀಸನ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಕೇಶನ್ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಷನಲ್ ಶಿ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಡಿರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ವಿತ್ ಫಿಕಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಶಿ ವಾಸ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಕ್ವೇಂಟ್ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಟೌನ್ ಆಫ್ ಗುವಾಹಾಟಿ ಸೊ ಅಸ್ಯಾಮ್ ಸಾರಿ ಸೊ ಟೆಲ್ ಮೀ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಕುರಿತ ಹೌ ಇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ದ ವುಮನ್ ಹೂ ಯು ಆರ್ ಟುಡೇ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಪ್ರಗತಿ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ವೈಟಿಂಗ್ ಮೀ to your channel and 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 i'm really very excited to do this talk with you and this is one of the subject which you have taken up and i have been following you on linkedin and all your platforms an amazing job that you are doing and i think uh, uh, i'm privileged to be here with you and talking about who i am where i am i have to talk about where i was born so this is a quaint little town as you mentioned uh, it's it's in uh, upper assam it's a place called golaghat it's a small town but it's one of the cleanest town in assam right so i was born there my uh, both my parents are uh, academicians right now they are retired uh, college professors basically so i was born in a family of academicians so first priority was you know getting into studies doing good in school and uh, you know uh, this kind of pressure was there but deep deep within me i there was a brat you know trying to escape from all of this but uh, yeah i was a good student considerably good student mm-hmm. and uh, my life uh, as an individual actually began when i started my life in the hostel mm-hmm. so after my uh, boards i came out uh, to guwahati and i started my uh, college life in in assam we have 11th 12th in college as well mm-hmm. so we started our college life with 11th so we call it high secondary first year and second year so that's where the life began without the um, guidance or probably you know um, i was more in in a protected secured environment with, with my parents so when i came out to the hostel that was like a preparation for a bigger world you know so life in independent manner actually began from there in i i i was in cotton college i don't know if you've heard of cotton college cotton college is called the center of excellence in northeast it's one of the best colleges in northeast and life in cotton college was actually it's it's like a prep for the big big world you know we we started taking independent decisions we started staying in a hostel in a in a room where there were six girls different that's where i think uh, our ability to adapt and our our resilience was built there you know because we started adapting to different circumstances doing everything by ourselves you know suddenly out of the house making your bed you know getting ready and all of a sudden you are thrust into that world where you are supposed to take decisions so i think my hostel life gave me that independence that gave me that uh, mental strength you know to adapt to different situations and uh, i would i owe a lot of um, who i am and what i am today to my um, not just my parents but my hostel life as well my parents are uh, strict academicians but they are very liberal as parents and the best thing i think what they allowed me is to learn from my own mistakes so they hand held me they hand holded me but uh, you know in the long run i realized that they had given me a kind of freedom which allowed me to take my own decisions which allowed me to fail which allowed me to rise from where i 
you know fell and uh, completely you know uh, taking responsibility and being accountable for your own life I, I i i love this you know this is uh, a very interesting juncture for me i want you to tell me about some of the failures and these mistakes as you call it you know and what emotional ability resources did you use at that time to get out of it expectations from the external environment makes you a little bit uh, underconfident at times because mm -hmm. you are practically being judged at every point of time and you are uh, questioned for what your decisions are what your actions are mm -hmm. so uh, there was not much of a complication in my life i uh, both my parents were taking care of me i had a younger brother so we had a happy protected uh, you know simple life coming from uh, academics background my parents had given me that access to all resources that could probably build my um, mental strength in terms of you know reading books or magazines or you know not just studies you know they had put me into different extracurricular things and um failure first first fail i wouldn't say it's it as a failure but when i was uh, when i gave my boards people they expected me not not just my family my extended family my neighbors they thought probably um, i should be uh, in 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 our boards in assam we have something called um, stand stand is the toppers of the state and star marks are people who get above 85 80 or 85 i forgot it's like long bag and none of this matter as of now but at that point of time all these were very very critical part of your growing up you know people will start asking who oh, is ka number aaya top top mein aaya top mein aaya you know all that pressure and now if i look back none of this matters you know but at that point of time these were important factors and deep down there was a little bit of fear of being uh, judged that this person did not do as per the expectations of the family or the society you know these are like small small things now if i look back these are smaller things but at that point of time these were like mental traumas you know so but... yeah, I, i hear you you know because as you mentioned while your parents support from where i hear was a very huge emotional ability resource you know you felt my parents yeah, were there absolutely. but at the same time parental expectation or societal expectation that she is the daughter of two academicians so she is going to do really really well you know like the bar was set very high very early in your life so and very rightly you've pointed out you know now onwards in your journey grades do not matter and uh, not as much as it seemed to at that point you know but at that time uh, there was so Those much grades would probably open certain doorways but yes. it was not the entire house you know you yes. had to build yes. a house with different abilities your door this was just a doorway to something you know exactly. which is important but not as important to break or or make you you know my brother my younger brother this i would like to mention my younger brother he's four years younger to me he was the smarter of the lot okay so i was the good daughter and my brother would be like he would never set that expectations nahi 30 marks i will sit for exams i'll write for 30 marks i'll get 30 marks i'll get 30% and i will have nobody will have any expectations so people did not have any expectation he did not have, did he did not have to fight you know those struggles he said that i am not setting any bar for myself you know mm -hmm. you do whatever you want i'll be here and there was no expectations from him but in his boards 
he came out with an extraordinary result and he was the hero mm-hmm. you know for me and that whole um you know if the, the if there's an exam of 100 marks somebody is getting 99 and i'm getting 98 even that was a competition mm-hmm. for us at that point of time this is now it looks funny when i look back at all those things but these are small small things and now that i have a son who's 10 year old and i feel from my own experiences i don't set all these expectations for him i want him to do good but doing good does not mean he gets a's or a pluses in everything you know i allow him to also make mistakes i allow him to uh, face failures face challenges and uh, i want him to be a strong individual i think your achievements will not be as important for you uh, to grow as a person the challenges or the failures would be more um experiential and this will give you more uh, mm-hmm. knowledge about how to face life basically yes. knowledge i mean that 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 whole strength that whole uh, foundation that will be created i think it is more through failures than through achievements so i i, I like this approach granted yes i i like this approach you know life is more about experiential learning than really a set of facts you know and whether it's yes. grades whether it's performance you know it's about our own individual journey so i kind of like this you know a lot of times our emotional well being i've seen gets depleted in my uh, practice and when people reach out to me or hear me at talks is because there's always someone else they are comparing to like you rightly pointed out 99 and 98 the percentile difference may be negligible but it makes us feel as though the world has crashed on our shoulders if we are in that rat race some point of time you would not want to go out of the house because the neighbor will ask you that uh-huh. uh, what are the marks that you got you know who what did the other person get yes. why did you get less than that person so all, all these comparisons and now as i said if i look back these are like nothing but then at that point of time it it created a lot of uh, i mean it mattered a lot you know and then I, again you know, i remember what you are saying I society in my 11th class sorry yeah go ahead go ahead sorry society creates a lot of pressure on us you know like you rightly said like for the neighborhood auntie how did it matter whether you got a 98 or a 99 or a 60 for that matter you are where you are you know so i think this is a very pertinent point that you have raised that sometimes we are very insensitive to children and we don't realize it in the name of inquiring about them or just showing our interest uh, towards them we really bring them down parents also we make that mistake you know sometimes we want we are we even unintentionally we get into that kind of a race that oh that somebody else's son is doing better than my son or somebody else's daughter is doing better but we don't realize that in the process the small small questions that we ask are usko kitna mila to make you itna kam mila you know unintentionally you you hamper that uh, mental growth of the child or you you uh, create a problem in that sensitivity within the child you know we don't realize that you know that happens I, that that's what i was coming to in my 11th class when i came out to the hostel mm-hmm. and uh, as i said i there was a brat within me trapped you know i was i wanted to experiment uh, from bunking classes to you know uh, breaking hostel rules and i wanted to do all of the, those so i got an opportunity and uh, i i knew my limits i knew what to do where to go and when to come back but then nonetheless i wanted to do certain some experiments so my results in my uh, when i was in 11th uh, my final results of 11th i got 
I I didn't even get first division. I I guess you know, and that was like a whole, um, you know. Uh, troubles barrage of tru- troubles that came on me that you know this girl has gone out to the hostel to bigger gays ko to you know ghar se nikli aur ye ghar se nikal hi gayi you know kind of a thing and not just parents um, you probably could exp- explain to your parents that it's okay you know there's one more year i'll i'll try and do better but when people started talking the peers the parents neighbors you know uh, relatives and all of this you know mm-hmm. mentally it it affects it hurts at times mm-hmm. so this then then i now i realize that all this probably factors added to your mental strength in some way or the other mm-hmm. you know facing all these problems and emoting what you uh, how you want to react to it is your own choice but staying there if you make that choice of staying in that situation and not letting go all of this then probably the that's a phase of crisis for you and many of us we don't realize that thin line of demarcation of holding on to those things or letting go you know past experiences matter but also living in the past will not help you move ahead in your present that's what i think nice so tell me uh, i think it's really uh, pertinent you know the way you've spoken about a young adolescent's mindset or a young adult's mindset how porous it is you know so as adults or as uh, people in the neighborhood or the community i think we all have that social responsibility to at least not bring another down you know we may not be able to uplift another with our words but just for me that uh, empathetic listening or just uh, lifting another up with unpositive regard you know is the need of the hour the reason why most of us have struggled in the last 2 years especially covid times is uh, because lot of times we never had anyone to communicate with so whether good communication bad communication man is a social animal so when we are isolated from others we just do not try yet bad communication as you are very rightly showing you know depletes us and we don't know how it makes us feel lesser than ourselves and we are left in that constant zone of self doubt so tell me one thing was there any moment in time in the past 2 years where you doubted yourself or where you felt that uh, your mental health needed uh, to be taken care of in an extra manner than you are used to so probably 22 months our lives have completely changed you know before answering your question i just want to uh, talk something about my uh, past which i'll connect with the present and i just want to say that when now we are in a different kind of a situation different world we have evolved as people and what i was talking about are very trivial things very small little incidents which are not like big sob stories you know these are not like big challenges that you have faced or but all of this has added to your mental strength probably at that point of time this support of my parents or um, some of my friends in the hostel all of this you know cumulatively it it helped me grow to where i am so that whole phase and now that in the last two years probably when we had completely different life suddenly your life transformed and took a u turn that past and this present how much strength you have built in that your youth or your uh, younger days is 
how you have built yourself as a person now so for me in the 20 months i there were times where i used to feel very low especially i am a very very um, outgoing extrovert uh, person who loves meeting friends every every week i i, I slog from monday to friday and saturday sunday i am like firm believer on weekend concept that i need to rest rejuvenate talk to my friends go out with them you know be with family spend time with the sun i i don't like to work on weekends so uh, that was very difficult suddenly i was confined within the four walls of the house and uh, Pragati, I don't like doing um, kitchen work. I don't like cooking. I don't enjoy all of this. And suddenly I had to do everything. But there was a choice that whether you want to get stuck in all of these problems and not look beyond it or try and find little, little solutions inside your, the four walls of the house, which could probably work uh, on, on um, you know, for the betterment of your mental health because you had no choice. So you had to work within the given resources. I don't like connecting with people on Zoom, but that was the only solution at that point of time. So I made it a point to connect with people through Zoom, through WhatsApp calls, through video calls with parents. Or Then I start thinking that probably it is for the good. All friends, I'm not able to meet people who are outside Delhi or somewhere sitting in the US or Germany or anywhere for that matter. You connected, you made a conscious effort to connect with them. And at one point of time, I had, I was so, um, you know, I started thinking that, you know, the world is going to, you know, end. And I remember last year uh, in 2020, uh, June 21st, the world was apparently coming to an end and everyone was worried what's happening today. The world is, I said like, okay, TK, if the world is also coming to an end. Let me die dressed well. I don't want to dry in my pajama, die in my pajama. So I don't want to die looking bad. So I dressed up mm-hmm. in the house. My husband was asking me, "What? Where are you going?" I said, "To the balcony. I'll take some good pictures, and um, if I die today, it's okay. You know, I'll die in good clothes. I don't want to be found in um, <laughs> you know night suit because we're practically living in night suits. <laughs> so these are like small, small things that uh, probably added to my joy. After an hour or so, I'll come and sit. I'll again start worrying. And then I'll say, okay, let me divert my mind. And I tried uh, cooking uh, different dishes and I probably made some seven uh, cakes in those months. And out of those seven, there was only one edible cake, but it's okay. Every every week I did some disaster or something. And then one fine night in the evening, you know, I had nothing to do and I was really feeling very, very disturbed. And um, talking to friends, talking to parents was not helping. You know, there was just some sinking feeling, you know, these are feelings you can't explain, but they were there. Mm-hmm. And I had a bottle of paint, you know, a tin of paint. I said, like, let me use it. I took out a brush and I had, I don't know, pee of painting, okay? I, I don't know anything about art. So I had nothing to paint. I went and painted, painted the doors, the grills. And, you know, at 12 o'clock, I was having coffee and I was like, painting everything and, and I was fine and I was happy I slept happy happy in the morning I saw that okay I did some disasters because dripping paint all in the balcony all outside the door but it's okay but these are like little little things you know you'll, you'll see that these are weird sometimes you find it stupid but this this helps you uh, to connect with yourself through doing something which temporarily also gives you some kind of a relief you know and I feel that being resilient 
it's it's like going to the gym you go to the gym you know for muscles you create your muscles you you use them and then you grow and you strengthen them i think the more we use our mental muscles not really doing something meaningful all the time but you can do anything and you use your mental mu- muscles positively probably your resilience grows your adaptability grows your mental strength go- grows your emotional well-being is strengthened all of these are very stupid things if you see but this helps it has helped me so those uh, months i realized that i started loving staying indoors at some point of time because you had no choice you had to fall in love with what you had so whatever the options were within the four walls i tried to explore bit by bit and some some things i never noticed okay there were pigeons around i used to only hear the sounds and those months i was like literally talking to them there were <laughs> crows in the balcony i used to sit and talk with them and there was this crow my son named him uh, ka him or her i don't know ka he used to talk to those those are like very very stupid things but that's what it was you know that's how we utilized our time that's how we kept ourselves busy that's how we kept ourselves engaged so whatever resources you have make the best use of it i think that's the only solution to stay um, positive and emotionally charged and it's natural that your battery is low at times like our phones but again immediately when we look at our phones what do we do so we just go and plug it and that's how we should do it do to ourselves also whenever you feel low go and charge yourself up in some way in whatever way you like not the usual things if, if it does, doesn't work at times for me i love reading books but at that point of time i was not able to concentrate on reading any books i was trying to read uh, my childhood favorites like famous five and nancy drews also i tried reading books like sapiens also but i was not those are two contradictory uh, kind of literature but then i couldn't focus on either so i did things which were usually not in my to do list but then keeping yourself engaged keeping yourself positively engaged was the only solution at that point of time i think that was beautifully expressed you know you've spoken about this concept of learned optimism and you know now the way forward the reason why i felt the need to do do this series of stories is because you know real people we develop resources and we are not even aware of it we don't pat ourselves on the back because like you rightly said we are very outward focused when it comes to getting any kind of validation but we don't pat ourselves uh, on our back so what i hear when i listen to you is how you have used the concept of learned optimism and we have martin seligman who always talks about you know being positive and his positive psychology is gaining grounds all over the world so i'm so happy to hear the context being applied by you perhaps not in the technical jargon way that uh, usually psychologists talk about or a lot of talks talk about but i like this concept of real emotional ability resources that you found within yourself and very rightly like you pointed out when we are plagued by fear now whatever our resources like let's say reading uh, you are not able to use your current resources so at that time you have to do something completely out of the box i loved your uh, story about painting the grills you know most of the time we always judge ourselves that you know am i a good painter what if the paint drips who's going to clean up later on what's the purpose of this activity but really doing something for the sheer joy of it is something which builds up our emotional strength so i i really felt that through this stories you know 
real people have so many beautiful resources to share about. And often we always look for gyan from a so-called learned person. Of course it works, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't. And there are times where we need help and that safe space of therapy to went out and to figure out where our life is going. But otherwise, if like we brush our teeth daily, if we start doing these little, little things, we are able to manage ourselves. We can feel the fear, but we can do things anyway. Viktor Frankl has spoken about it in his book, you know, if you talk about uh, the book Man's Search for Meaning. For me, what I have seen over the years is when you have found a sense of meaning in whatever you do, like what I hear you when I listen to you is you found meaning in your day-to-day -day living. You found little ways to communicate since communication was so one more story important. Here, uh, important. You, yeah, yes, remember. I will just finish off and hand it over to you. You communicated with whoever was available. You didn't judge whether uh, the person is uh, human, you know. You communicated and in the bargain, you passed on such a beautiful message to your son also. Communicate with all living beings, don't judge. So thank you so much for sharing that and over to you, Anukruta, again. I just want to, I remembered something which I wanted to share with you after you have talked about uh, uh, the positive uh, thinking and the optimism and you know using the resources all of this I completely resonate so what I, I love writing also okay mm -hmm. so I used to write randomly and I started writing quite young you know because both mm -hmm. my parents were academicians and they used to encourage me uh, to write my my dad he uh, gave me a, a journal a dictionary and he used to tell me write words learn new words make sentences write poetry and he used to send all those poetry to newspapers and all of that, that. so those were little, little habits that I formed. But, you know, because you know, after I started uh, working, life became very hectic. You know, you you basically, you have, when you work, you get mentally so uh, drained and uh, that's a different kind of fatigue that takes over. And you're not uh, really in a position to do things probably which you want also. So I write in between sometimes. I um, Those are very random uh, writings, okay. But during those times uh, when you had... Uh, a little bit more time for yourself and uh, suddenly at night I'll feel that okay something has come to my head I'll, I'll keep writing and I'll keep it in my probably in my phone's notebook or in a journal or something so in 2020 later uh, in the year and we had a substantial amount of writing that you know was stored in the notebooks of the phone or uh, the journal so my brother he's he's a, a photographer by passion and he's an engineer by profession so he loves clicking different pictures so we thought that you know let's now that we have a little bit extra time and now that we have some resources let's let's compile a book out of it you know just the sheer uh, joy of collecting it, it was like an album for ourselves we we did not have any commercial intention that you know we will sell books and we will become writers or something no we just wanted to collect our thoughts our passion and you know it's like passion meeting a purpose so we came out with this coffee table book called black coffee and metamorphosis and uh Pragati, that was a story of real metamorphosis okay so this book has three chapters and the first chapter is like in uh, black and white so this is the phase in the younger days when our everything was either black and why there was no gray, you know, little complications in life. But we were still 
trying to grapple through through little, little things and maneuver our life you know thinking those are big big problems but at that point of time small things were bigger uh, problems for us you know and only now that we think that those are like now there are bigger things to worry about so so uh, and the second chapter is like a mix of uh, black and white and color mm-hmm. like the way we pass from our young uh, days like like those 20s to 30 35 that whole transition where you see simplicity also in life complications also in life a little mix you know so the whole book is like a journey in it's not just my journey or my brother's journey everybody can identify with it because this is like everyone's journey and the whole metamorphosis process you know from that um, chrysalis to a butterfly that's what the book is uh, we've titled the book as black coffee and metamorphosis black coffee is nothing because i am a coffee addict so just about that and metamorphosis is the process and the last chapter uh, probably the evolution of a human being into a person thinking feeling um, individual who's able to face life as it is you know mm-hmm. knowing where to hold on and knowing where to let go so that that last chapter is very colorful and very very positive so um that book is a result of all those um, months where we were confined and so things like reading could not i could not concentrate but at suddenly in the middle of the night i'll get some thought and let me write or and all this when we bought into a structured form in the book now when the book is in my hand and the book got a good response because of the photos of northeast and so it's a coffee table book so people like to keep it in their uh, living rooms and we got orders from hotels homestays and all of that we did not expect all of this but the sheer joy of creating something positive out of the times probably many of us would have lost that uh, sheen in life that you know uh, positivity in life it, it it was happening to a lot of people but we thought that that time was quite productive you know it depends on how you utilize that time right so i just thought this this story i forgot to mention about this when you asked that question about last two years but suddenly i remembered mm-hmm. that this is one of uh, the um you know fruit of love and labor and all those times that covid gave us this was one of the high points of that um, those months so i just wanted to share that thank you so much and i think it's really really inspiring where in spite of being plagued by self doubt by isolation and not having things function the way uh, you want them to you managed to get uh, you know something to substantiate your being and i love the story of how you feel that you have metamorphosized into somebody who sees color everywhere and from where i sit i actually see it resonate in all attitudes of your life you know whether it's with painting talking to the birds writing a book or just trying to bake cakes even when you know that that's not the best skill that you have to offer so i really feel that you know it's in the most uncomfortable zones that we are pushed to where our true growth or our metamorphosis lies because why we struggle where we struggle is because we don't use our full potential and uh, most of the time we are very very limited about who we are you know we box ourselves we are like okay i am so and so this is what i like to do this is what i'm good at these are my responsibilities but we never explore ourselves further 
and what I have seen for emotional well-being to become a daily regular reality in our life, we have to sometimes go completely out of the comfort zone. Now, this kind of mass global getting out of the comfort zone was not something that any of us imagined. But the ones who have really thrived in the last two years, in spite of challenges, are the ones who found something to do, something to add meaning to their current day-to-day -day living, you know, where they managed to tide over the crisis and build up their mental strength. So before we wind off, tell me that one word that Ankurita stands for, just one word. If I had to describe you in one word, what would you say? Mankurita, I would say. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it. So this, I said uh, in war, one word, I mean, I talk a lot. So describing anything in one word is the toughest thing for me. I said the easiest way out is, you know, awesome Ankurita. And the word awesome doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that I am awesome in all fronts. What I see awesome in me is that I see life as very uh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So for me, awesome is life and I resonate with life. So that's how I said awesome Ankurita. It's, it's not me who's awesome, but my life is awesome. Fantastic. I love it. You know, awesome. Uh, Ankurita is where we wind up today because I love the approach that you have towards life. And thank you so much for sharing so many personal anecdotes. I'm sure all our viewers would love to hear you more. And we are definitely going to get back together again soon. Take care and have a lovely day.